Welcome to 49ers After Dark. We're your hosts, Grant Cohn, Jesse Naylor. It's freaking pitch black in the Bay Area right now because of uh, we're back on standard time, which we all voted against, which is cool. Anyway, how are you, Jesse? I'm doing fantastic. And yes, everybody votes against it. Every state approves it, yet it never, ever gets fully approved unless you live in Arizona, those lucky bums. Hmm. Uh, so look, today we're going to be talking about a poll of league execs that said the Niners are the favorites to win the NFC. We're going to talk about all the new starters from uh, that weren't here last year and give them their flowers. Um, we're going to talk about the quarterback position. We're going to play the over-under game. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about, and we're going to take some questions. There's already one in the queue, a big one. We're going we're gonna to wait on that for one second. I want to talk about some interesting news. Trey Lance is out of his walking boot. How do I know? Boom! There's a, there's a picture of him standing. No, sans walking boot. Sans, well, it's French. Sans walking boot. Look at him. That's Instagram. That's real. Verified. So anyway, just wanted to point that out. It's been eight weeks since he broke his ankle. Uh, Eric Branch of the San Francisco Chronicle interviewed like an orthopedic surgeon who said that's a 10 to 12 week injury. So that means in two to four weeks, he should be medically cleared to at least practice. What do you think of that? I mean, this is, it's funny because Branch came out with that, but a couple days before that, um, I had a friend tell me the same exact thing. And so it's nice to hear that that lined up. Now, Shanahan did say that his season was over. However, there is some question marks as to how IR works. It sounds like there is actually not a designation to put somebody on season-ending IR. There used to be. There used to be. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there used to be, but not anymore. As far as I know. And I cover the league for a a living, but I don't – you think I would know these things. (laughs) You know, whatever. But, you know, so I think the understanding out there is is there is some confusion around that. But it does sound like technically they could bring him back, at least based off how I interpret the rules – Shanahan did say at the beginning of the year, like I said, that this is a season-ending injury. However, I don't know how much of that was just to not have the questions every week and the pressure and all these other things. Yes. So he doesn't want to It's a distraction, right? It's a distraction. And and the hope is that Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy, plays great, wins Super Bowl, and you don't need Trey Lance. But, I mean, he got hurt last year in December. He's gotten hurt every single year except for 2019. So... If something were to happen to Jimmy Garoppolo, it's football, things happen, and the Niners are in position, they're in in the playoffs, or in position to go far, do you turn the team over to Brock Purdy and just cross your fingers and hope? Or do you look at your number one pick who's medically cleared and say, buddy, do you want to play football? It's an interesting conundrum, and it's very hypothetical, but I think it's important for fans to understand that if anything were to happen to Jimmy, this is a decision the Niners have to make. And it's pressure we can put on them. I don't know what they want to do, but we know what we want. <laughs> of course we know what we want. Yeah, it, it is. it really is an interesting thing because I think everybody just said, oh, out of sight, out of mind, we'll see next year. The flip side of this is, let's say they don't activate him, they stay true to their word, they decide that he is done for the season. This does show you that this is not a long-term injury, that he will be fully back at the very latest March, but probably closer to January timeframe, mid-January timeframe, which means his offseason is going to have no negative impact. He's going to have a full offseason. 
to go out and do what he needs to do to hopefully be the starting quarterback of this team next year. Agree. But here's my thing. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo stays healthy and plays great. Phenomenal. He's probably not going to be the quarterback here next year. So if, if Trey Lance is medically cleared, can he at least run the scout team? Is there something you can do with Trey Lance physically on a football field that makes this season not a complete freaking waste of time? I'm not saying bench Jimmy. I'm not saying that. But isn't there something you can do with Trey Lance other than, hey, man, he's going to be ready in May. That's six months from now. I'm just saying. I, I agree with that. I mean, okay, so let's say they do that. Let's say they go, let's say week 14, he can come back. He yeah. runs scout team for week 14, 15, 16. Something happens to Jimmy. At least he's done something to be ready versus not. Yeah, I it's know. an interesting thing. Like I said, I think a lot of people just assume that, oh, he's done for the season. That doesn't necessarily have to be the case from what I'm gathering. So, Also, he's the future of the franchise. Yeah. So if he's medically cleared, you got you can't just put him on the back burner for another year. I mean, look at how much Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, these guys improve over time with play. Like you got to get Trey Lance on a field, otherwise he's never ever gonna become the guy you think he can become. I still think he can be that guy. I just think it's good news that he's out of the boot, and I feel like him putting that picture on Instagram is sort of sending a message to the Niners and and the fan base. Like I'm ready. I'm ready to go. Let's see. Uh, it's the ball's in their court. What do they want to do with me? Look at me go. Look at me stand here in two shoes. I I would be interested to see. Let's say he is healthy week 14, and he comes back. He runs a scout team for like I said, 14, 15, 16. Jimmy Garoppolo is technically the backup quarterback to Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Pretty much every other team in the league would start mm -hmm. their starter, regardless of what the situation right. is. And, and starters don't lose their job due to injuries, except for Jimmy Ward. Correct. So that's, I, I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that there's going to be a controversy. I'm just saying. But there's no I, guarantee that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do what he did down the stretch last year. Everyone's got these great vibes right now. Vibes with with seven Z's because they beat the Rams. They always beat the Rams. What if they lose to the Chargers? The vibes with the Z's are gone at that point. If that happens, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm picking the Niners to win, but they haven't won yet. And I think I've picked the Niners incorrectly three weeks in a row. So that should make you scared right there. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting murdered in the over under game. Murdered. Yeah, yeah, you definitely are. The I don't think I can come back and win at this point. Like clear ownage. You could, but it's going to take a Herculean effort. That's for sure. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm quality control. Jesse is honorary quality control, and it's our job. It's our job to point. You know, the Niners want things to go a certain way. They want Jimmy Garoppolo to maintain the job and Trey Lance to just not be a factor until next year. Well, you know, it's football. Things happen, and we got to keep the pressure on this team to remember that uh, even though Kyle needs to win every single game, they have a future, and it's Trey. And you can't just give up on that. If he never plays, he will never be good. Anyway. At the very least, scout team, man, I agree with you. that If they can make that happen, that would be ideal. Dave Barclay says, what's up, fellas? You know I watch all your videos, but don't get to catch the live ones often. I know I'm going to send more, but get a bottle of wine on me. I love you guys. Literally more than any sports news show out there. Everyone else is biased. 
truth. Dave, I love you. That's awesome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, so Dave called into the cone phone one time a couple weeks ago, and I thought he was like a troll trying to get my. <laughs> I think I was. I thought that, yeah. I thought he was trying to get my. I didn't know who he was. I didn't yeah. know it was Dave. I thought he was trying to get my because he, like, he looked naked. He looked. He looked naked. And I was like, man, like, are you going to flash the screen and get me? And I kept, like, kicking him out, and he kept coming back in. He's like, dude, I'm Dave Barclay. I've donated thousands of dollars. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, man. I didn't know. Uh, but, yeah, anyway, when it, whenever someone calls in the comfort phone for the first time, I'm a little ske- skeptical because there have I'm been people. always skeptical. I lost my channel yeah, to that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anyway, Dave, love you, man. Thank you very much. A couple more, and then we'll get back to our topics. Ivan, Tina. I didn't pronounce that correctly. I'm sorry. Says, don't bring him back. The team wanted Jimmy. Let them choke and give them what they danced and cheered for when Trey went down. If he's rusty and loses a playoff game, he will be their blame. I feel you on that. I know what you mean. The team doesn't want Trey Lance to be their quarterback this season. They they need to ride this out. All I'm saying is if Jimmy Garoppolo like sprains his thumb or sprains his shoulder like last year. You got options other than Brock Purdy. Save the For season. Sure. For sure. Seth says, Grant, I said earlier I have a feeling Trey's coming back. Also, the Niners have the best run defense in the league right now. 3.4 yards per carry allowed. Jesse, you a goat. Thank you, Seth. Yeah. Um, they could use, like, Kinlaw and Armstead, but they still do have a good – That 3.4 yeah. yards of carries – interesting because i want to know how much it's been since armstead's been out i I feel like that number has gone skyrocketed through they're saying my my audio is bad really am i just like yelling into my microphone what do you what do you hear i sounds fine to me i don't know man people are tripping on me i don't know saying the audio is bad well you have a much better microphone than me i can't even front that's look at that it's hanging from like how do you mount that that's amazing (laughs) it's on an arm here it's got a whole that's cool Mine is look look I, I've dropped it eight hundred times. <laughs> it's, it's just I've the technical you a nice term case that you can like bring it around town to town with you, and you've been traveling a lot. Hopefully, you've gotten some use out of that damn thing. <laughs> it's very nice. I appreciate it. Stop yelling, Grant. People said I can yell when I want to. No, I'll just go like this. The rest of the the rest of the okay. This is this is astounding to me. So apparently, you know, you 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 tell you lead this off because I don't even you tell me about this. This kills me. Yeah. So league executives they took a a poll of league executives and they came up with their favorites for the AFC, which was Buffalo. I don't think there's a big surprise there, and the NFC, which they said was the 49ers. So they have a Buffalo Bills, San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl. That's according to a poll done pulling the league executives, which to me I find interesting. I I do think the 49ers talent-wise are right there. And actually Vegas right now has them number two in the NFC behind the Eagles. So Vegas is even starting to prop them up quite a bit. I don't know. I think it's a little too early to crown them like favorites in the NFC. That's just me, though. They got to prove something. They got to beat at least one good team that's not the Seattle Seahawks in week two. Just give give me a quality win or two, please. That's all I need. Look, I predicted Niners Buffalo Super Bowl. Yeah. A lot of people did. Yeah. So to me, this excuse me. This is just a lot of people sort of confirming their priors saying it's exactly what I thought. I feel like you could have said this week 0. 
And what kills me is no one would have said this coming off that Chiefs game. When the Niners were coming off back-to-back double-digit losses, no one would have said, you know, with their chest, Niners are going to that Super Bowl. But they beat the Rams and have a week off, and everyone's like, boom, scariest team in the league. I mean, maybe, but it just feels like people are disregarding the whole, like the entire season and saying, I'm sticking with my original prediction, which is fair because I feel like I've learned nothing about the 49ers through the first nine weeks. Nothing, literally nothing about this team. I have no idea what to make of them. So that's fair. But uh, I also feel like what the Eagles are doing is legit, and I wouldn't just write them off because they're like on the come up and you know the new kids on the block, whatever. Yeah, that's the way it always is. There's always a team that comes out of nowhere that's completely disrespected because they haven't proven it yet. Like this is not a new thing. We Seattle too. This team in 2019. Correct. And in 2011. Yes. Yes. And those teams are dangerous. The teams that kill me are the teams like the Niners, who've been around for a long time, who are media darlings. Everyone picked them to win. They underperform. They win one freaking game, and they're like, boom, we're back. Like, no, you guys are inconsistent as hell. Beat the Chargers. Don't tell me that you're back because you beat the Rams. Like, you always beat the Rams. The Rams suck. They're not a measuring stick. Like, beat the Chargers. I'm not saying they can't. In fact, I think they will. But they're 0-3 against the AFC this year. There's something strange. Like, you could just chalk up the first half of the season to the Niners being... You know, it's what they do. It's what it's, it's their right. process. Right. It's their process. They did it last year, too. Or something's wrong. So I guess we'll find out. Well, they also have the 49ers' 10th in power rankings, I think, in the NFL as well right now. They have them ahead of the Jets, who just beat the Bills, and that are, I think they're 6-3. and three. See, to, to get, that to me, the Niners are a lot of hype. And they you could say they deserve it because they've been together and they've accomplished things, but they haven't won a Super Bowl. It's not like the, the, these aren't the Golden State Warriors where like, hey, man, they'll figure it out. They're a champion. They have championship pedigree. They don't. Right. right. They do not. They've just been together a long time and they believe in themselves, I guess. But I don't know. The, the I, league executive thing, I guess I can understand because, again, I, I think the second half of the schedule is set up prime for a run. They play seven of their nine games are against scoring defenses that are in the bottom ten. The two yeah. that they don't are like middle of the pack. So yeah. they, they, it's the schedule set up, but to say and they got McCaffrey. Rankings, no excuses. No excuses. Right. They got McCaffrey. Right. No excuses. Yeah. Right. And power rankings are right now, though. Like who's be- just in this moment? I don't understand how you put the 49ers above a team like the Jets who just beat the Bills and are six and three. I don't understand that. It feels like a projection. Like this is right. who I think the Niners should be. Right. And yeah, we all feel that way. We think they should be better than they Absolutely. are. Absolutely. But the whole story of the 2022 49ers is that they're underperforming. And the question is why? And what kills me is one win against the Rams in a bye week and everyone's like, well, that's all over with. Well, hold on. Slow down. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. The way I look at it is beating the Rams indicates nothing in 2022. Right. But it's fair for Niner fans to be like, hey, we got Christian McCaffrey, Debo's coming back. All of a sudden, our team is healthy. Watch out. That could be true, too. I don't know. But I'm, I'm, I'm not even willing to project. I have no idea. I'm a, I'm just an interested observer over here trying to see what the Niners can do. We know they've underperformed. Let's see him step up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, 
if we're just looking at a team on paper, if this was a preseason power ranking, I get it. But the Jets just beat the Bills. And you do you do a week-to-week power ranking for a reason. Because you're going based off of what teams have most recently done. Well, one team had a bye and beat the Rams that they always beat, who are a bad football team, by bad. the way. Bad. The other team, everybody thought they were a fluke, and they just beat the Bills. I mean, you can't and give I, I lo- any love. And you say, like, so the Niners won this poll. Also, the, the Bills did. Well, that, again indicates that these executives aren't going to back off their preseason projections based off what just happened. The Bills just lost. Right. They, I mean, Robert Sala exposed them. Shout out Robert Sala, by the way. He's I'm so him. proud of him. Because, look, I'm not a judge. I just knew him personally. And I felt like, man, this guy's authentic. He's a legit leader. He's a legit teacher. He's positive. He brings the best out of people. I think he's going to be a good head coach. And it's so far so good. So I'm proud of him. Good for you, Robert. He's done a fantastic job. And the crazy thing is, is his quarterback's really not doing anything right now. They would they would be better off this season with Jimmy. With Jimmy. They would. But no, but but to their credit, to their credit, they're not going to a crutch like that. They're like, you know what? We're gonna figure it out and win with our young quarterback. And trust the process and hope and trust that if we can find ways to win when he's young and years one and two, he just might have a opportunity to be really freaking good in years three and four. He's doing everything right. The Niners never gave Trey that opportunity or haven't yet. The, the, the Jets are. The Jets are. They're, they're really they're doing great know, over there. know by the end of next year if they have their guy and the 49ers are not. Unless Trey comes out and just balls, then you. It was and what's great about that for the Jets is if they determine Wilson isn't the one, they don't have to extend him. They can let him go, and they can be like, you know, I mean, yeah, we, it cost us a first round pick, but didn't cost us a lot of money, and we'll just draft another one, as opposed to the Niners, who could get to the very end of Trey Lance's rookie deal and be like, we still don't know. We still don't know. And maybe he has like five good games right at the end. They're like, oh, boom, there it is. You know, half a billion dollar contract. And it was a barrage. I mean, they're in the, it's the same thing they did with Jimmy Garoppolo, essentially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Dave says, I bought Lance Jersey day after his draft. Hope he stays with the team for a while, but he needs team support, not just Ayuk. Yeah. I mean, you can't argue with that. There were just so many vets on this team that I didn't feel like, that I feel like didn't really want to trust the process. Because, you know, the quarterback in his first year, look at look at Jalen Hurts. The, the completion percentage, the quarterback rating, it could be kind of low the first year. But if you trust the process, look what happens year three. You actually have a guy who could win you a Super Bowl as opposed to what the Niners have. <laughs> Timothy Glander says, do you trust Kyle Shanahan to keep Trey healthy and let him uh, throw the damn ball? Because I don't. Let Trey get fully healthy and have an offseason with CMC and Debo. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, I don't think Kyle's another guy who I don't think is, like, really willing to trust the process because he's so deep into his tenure. He doesn't have have that kind of time. He doesn't. Justin Fields has a first-year coach. Jalen Hurts has a second-year coach. You know, I think you kind of have to be on the same timeline. That was my question 
with Trey Lance, bringing in a project for for uh, Kyle. Kyle's under 500. You don't got that kind of time. I went back and read a quote recently after that injury, and Shanahan ended it by saying that they're not going to change anything that they were doing with Trey Lance. So unless you got to change a heart, uh, I don't think they're going to change anything. Unfortunately, Can I just say, can I just call bullshit real quick? Hey, Kyle, I would love to see you run Trey Lance between the tackles again. You could say it, but I don't even think Jed York's going to let you do it. So, hey, do you remember? Here's one. So Jimmy Garoppolo tore his ACL, comes back 2019. 19, yep. They run Philly Special in training camp in front of uh, Jed York and the fans. Philly Special. That's just a two-point conversion play where the quarterback runs a little flat route and catches a pass. Jed York goes up to Kyle after practice and says, what the hell was that? Don't do that. And that's a story. Jed, uh, Kyle tells it to the press. You can look it up. I, hey, run it between the tackles again, dog. I bet. I dare you. He Dog. just has reckless abandon for some of these players, man. It's the wildest thing I've ever seen. Dave Barclay says, oh, yeah. How are we? Hanzus numbers five, four and four. Basically, how are we after? Ranked. Number five, how are we maybe? ranked number five or four oh, and four? I don't know. Yeah. I, I know. Look, it's possible that the Niners are that team. I just don't understand why beating the Rams – Makes you feel that way. It just feels like if you say that, you felt that way before the season, which is fair enough. Yeah. At this point, because it's like I said the Niners would go to the playoffs to go to the Super Bowl too with Trey, with Trey. And I feel, but there there was a large contingent of people that felt that the Niners were going to be better with Jimmy. So one big win over the Rams, and they're like, boom, that's exactly what I was envisioning. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they also did add CMC. I mean, that's a big get. It's not like. It's not like they had CMC at the beginning of the year and then they went to Jimmy. Like they added, they switched over to Jimmy and then they added CMC to this team. So they should be better. They should be better. The California Music Channel is that we? CMC. I'm oh, sorry. that's the country I'm sorry. music channel, isn't it? No, you don't know. It's a. It's like a public act. It was like Channel Eight out here in the Bay when I was a kid. Terrible. And oh, they we play had all public the- access, but it was like sketchy stuff back in the day. <laughs> Dabuda says at this point let's just ride Jimmy to the bone pause I don't know <laughs> I don't know okay you you could do that Dave Barclay says still think Kyle is out of ideas <laughs> I'm sorry what were you thinking I don't even know what he's talking about with that hold on we have to regroup <laughs> I don't know you can do that I don't even know what that means. All right, Dave Barclay says, still think Kyle's out of ideas, but I may be wrong. Just a fan forever. Kyle pisses me off when we win. So great talent, mediocre output. Yeah, I mean, he didn't need new ideas to beat the Rams. They got the Rams number, but you don't know the Chargers. And you might need some new ideas to beat uh, Arizona. I can't wait for the Miami game. I can't freaking wait for Mike McDaniel to come to town. Man, that's going to be wonderful. I wish the Jets were on the schedule too. A couple more. Uh, AK49ers says Niners are playing the long game. We are built for December, January, February as a running game and defense travels. I don't disagree with that. They just got to make it first, which it seems like they should, but sure would be nice to win the division. If they lose to Seattle and don't win the division – 
all of a sudden you're possibly the seventh seed. That's not the way that you want to go into the playoffs. They they want to get that third seed. They got to get that third seed. It's hard to say the Niners are built for January when their quarterback is atrocious in January. It's hard to say that. But I feel you, AK 49er. Chuggy Wuggy says, I love you, Grant, sending a heartfelt huggy wuggy. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was, really, that was super random. Seth says, everyone says Jimmy's 8-0 against the Rams. If I remember, Nick Mullins won two of those games. Actually, Trey coming before week 17. Yeah, man, I'm just not super impressed by beating the Rams. I think it's great. I don't forget losing, getting smacked, getting smacked by Atlanta. Atlanta! Yeah. That just lost to beat-up, terrible Chargers. So, Show me that was a fluke. I want to believe that was a fluke, but I can't forget it. The Chargers are in bad shape too. Going Awful. into that Atlanta game, they're they're physically as beat up every bit as much as the 49ers were going into that Atlanta game. That's true. And All they right, figured out so, a way to get it done. Switch gears a little bit. The Niners have a, a lot of new starters this year, and in the off season, I was really down on. The Niners plan to sort of trust a lot of these guys. So now we're halfway through the season. I think it's fair to revisit all these guys and give them credit where credit is due. Grant, they've they've done a really good job. I, I started to go through some of these numbers. It is insane how well some of these guys have contributed. Let's start with uh, Ray Ravencloud. First of all, 10.9 yards per return. That is the best since 2011, Ted Ginn. That's huge. And I know that... For the 49ers or for the, the league? 49ers. Okay, Ten, yeah. For, yeah, best for the 49ers. That's sixth in the NFL right now. But that's a major upgrade over anything that they've had since Shanahan's been here. He's a hell of a returner. He is. He's a hell of a returner. Now, one thing scares me, he's a little bit loose with the ball when he runs. He is. And I, something scares me, like, I feel like he's might fumble... In the NFC Championship, like he, I, I just feel like he's—I don't—I don't mean to put that out there. And hopefully, I'm jinxing it. Hopefully, I'm going to be wrong. But I just feel like it's coming in the worst possible moment. Ray, Ray, high and tight, baby, because he's hella good. But you know what I'm saying? Like the ball is just out here. I'm like, dog, you fumbled what seven, six, seven times last year? Be careful. Be careful. If we get another Kyle Williams situation, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm trying to jinx it right now because I don't root against the 49ers, and it, I just I get that vibe that it it's out there. Don't put that juju on us, Ricky Bobby. I'm yeah, exactly. Fair <laughs> enough. But no, he's been well, the, the one thing with Ray Ray is when they signed him, they were like, "We're giving him all this money. He's more than a returner. He's a, he's a gadget. He's a weapon for our offense." Haven't seen that. Maybe there was a plan for him with with Trey Lance. They did have. They were taking shots to him with Trey Lance early in it. It worked, but so far they really haven't found a role for him in the offense, but he's been such a good returner that it's been a good signing. Yeah, he's been a good returner, and I will say this too. I, w- I went back and I watched, was it the, I think it was the Chiefs game. I went, no, it was the Rams game. He's a really good blocker too on offense. Very underrated yeah. blocker. And Considering that doesn't get talked about a lot, but I think he's actually very, especially for his size, I think he's a, a good willing blocker as well. He's the littlest player I've ever seen. I'm sorry. Maybe not. He's so small. I'm sure. He's really little. Yep. He's hella small. Yep. Okay. Let's move on to Aaron Banks real quick. So Aaron Banks has zero sacks given up thus far this year, three penalties, and a pressure rate of 3.8%. Just for comparison, Wow. pro bowler Lakin Tomlinson had a pressure rate of 4%. 
last year. So he's wow. right in line with everything that Lakin Tomlinson did as a Pro Bowl. In That's addition, impressive. in addition, he is their go-to puller in the run game. He, he really is. blocks well on the move. Which Lakin was not great at. That was his nope. week, one of his weaknesses. And Spencer Burford doesn't do it that well either. It, it is a right. uh, he's almost kind of like Mikey Potty. Kind of like Mikey Potty. Oh. Or maybe even more mobile than Mikey Potty. Mikey Potty was a rumbler and a stumbler. He's hey, I look, I didn't like Aaron Banks at all. The fact that he didn't play last year, I wrote him off. But Kyle just doesn't play rookies if he doesn't have to. And then when I saw him in one-on-ones in training camp, I thought he couldn't anchor. But that's just a one-on-one drill with no pads. A little some pads. That's not eleven on eleven football. And it seems like he's a good eleven on eleven football player. So I want to say that I was way wrong. And I'm sorry that I doubted the kid from Alameda, man. He's an East Bay kid. Shout out to Aaron Banks. I'm proud of you, man. Nice. Good job. Went to El Cerrito High. Fuck yeah. Good job, dude. Here's another one. Here's a surprise. Jake Brindell. So this is a guy who gets crushed, and he does for his penalties. I get that. He has six penalties, which is not great. However, he has also given up zero sacks this year, and his pressure rate rate right now is 1%. Alex Mack last year had a 2% pressure rate. Both wow. very good, but that's actually very impressive. I'm, I was wow. surprised by that number. I really was. That's the one that surprised me the most. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'm getting the feeling that Chris Forster, the offensive line coach, is the truth. Is the truth. He's really good, yeah. He, he's a lot like Chris Kassarek. Um Now, Chris Forrester is also the run game coordinator, coordinator, and I think part of the problem with this team is that he is doing so much work with the offensive line and doing a great job. But there's only so many hours in the day. And Mike McDaniel, he was not a position coach. He spent 24-7 or all of his waking hours thinking about you know, drawn up plays and stuff. And Forrester can't do that because he's doing all this work with the offensive line and doing it. a great, great job. So uh, he he vouched for Brendel the whole time. Who am I to disagree? I mean, from this point, I kind of feel like I trust Chris Forrester's judgment. And no one ever said Jake Brendel was going to be great, but I was feeling like he could cost them games the way that Hronis Grasu did in the past. It didn't cost him any games. He's been fine. Yeah, he has. I mean, like I said, the penalties, you definitely want to clean those up. But in, and there's more that goes into it. Obviously, there's the run game and, you know, how many missed blocks and those types of things. But overall, I think when we're looking at offensive linemen, we expect the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball at a high clip. And they've, for the most part, have been able to do that early on with Trey Lance. And now that they have McCaffrey, it shouldn't be an issue. But their pass blocking has been really, really good in some of these areas. Shout out Beck McKay. That's hilarious. Sorry. Moving on. <laughs> All right. Hafanga, which is one that we definitely know. He's been getting crushed a little bit for his missed tackles, which is certainly high. But did you know that he is one interception away this year? If he gets one more interception, he has tied Jaquaski Tart's career interception number. And he's allowing a passer rating of 29. Tart last year wow. allowed 88. Look, I'm not surprised about the missed tackles with with Talanoa because he's not a plus athlete the way that Jaquaski Tart is. So he kind of reminds me of he's a he's a football player. He's like Chris Borden at safety. Yeah. yeah. So the range is going to be a little bit suspect. He's gonna you're going to see him diving at ankles. 
He's not quite going to be able to run down people's ear hole like Jaquaski Tart or Patrick Willis can, like premium athletes. But he's a playmaker. He's intercepting passes. He's breaking up passes. He's good in coverage. Um, I mean, I don't know about man-to-man coverage, but he's good in his role. So, yeah, I was way off. And I, I, I think it really underscores you cannot just judge football players based on their athleticism because it's not that kind of a game. It's a very painful, violent game, and some people aren't about that life. <laughs> I was not. Great athlete. I know you could tell. Great jawline, too, but not about that life. I wasn't. Still aren't. Uh, Still not. Move over, yeah. Jimmy. Your jawline is no longer number one. <laughs> All right, and here's here's the best one, Grant, because Charvarius Ward was their big signing this offseason, and he got roasted against the Chiefs. There's no doubt about that. However, he has zero touchdowns he's given up this year. If we remove the Chiefs game where he did have a hamstring injury, He's only given up 13 catches for 142 yards in seven games. He ranks currently number two in yards of separation for the receiver, first in completion percentage against, and first in tight window targets forced. Wow. Arvarius Ward, is he's the real deal, man. He's a top-level corner. He's done a fantastic job. We knew that they were getting a good player. They might have gotten a great player which is yeah. something they were kind of killed for because they weren't they didn't go all in. Remember they didn't go all in in the offseason? I didn't like the signing. I was like I was like you got the third best corner like why don't you go get JC Jackson? Why don't you get a guy who's got like 30 picks in his career right. as opposed to this guy who's got four and I mean, I'm not saying JC Jackson was a bust. He got hurt. But Traverius Ward to his credit, still healthy. And what I've noticed about him, he's huge. He's a big dude. Big guy, like 6'1", 6'2", really athletic, and he's not necessarily like a playmaker per se, but man, his man-to-man coverage, his press-man coverage is as good as anyone's in the league, and uh, they have other playmakers in the secondary. So had I known that Talanoa had been such a playmaker, I'd be like, yeah, get the best man-to-man corner on the free agent market for sure. Um, Yeah, good signing. He's He's been incredible, and so I, I think – the moral of the story is what we just went through is they did a good job of building not only in-house talent and getting them ready for this year, but the guys that they went out and spent money on have been completely worth it for the most part. The 49ers did a really good job this offseason, and there were a lot of question marks, which do – it's okay to have question marks. It's okay to have concerns. Doesn't mean you were wrong. Doesn't mean, you know, whatever. But those concerns have been answered in a very, very big way. The 49ers crushed this offseason. They absolutely did. Yeah, and they deserve credit for it. Um, only thing I would have said is uh, don't bring back Jimmy. Commit to Trey. Don't run up between tackles. All that. Other than that, great offseason. Yeah. For real. Yeah. I, no, I agree. I agree with that. And they did end up going all in for Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Which is cool. It's too bad that Emmanuel Mosley got hurt in Armstead. Those two injuries. Real quick, what's what's a bigger injury for the Niners? Armstead, Mosley. Armstead. I think it's Mosley. But anyway, really? both are really big. I think I, yeah, they're both huge, though. But, like, ah man, the ability to play press man on both sides of the field, I think that took this offense, this defense to a whole different level. That, I don't know. Okay, look, I – 
first of all, losing Mosley, I don't want to downplay either one of these guys. They're both big. Mosley was massive. I do. Same with Armstead. Same with Armstead. However, in the past game, they still have, we'll see what happens with Verrett. He's starting to come back. We'll see what happens there. But they still have arguably a top, what, probably three corner in the league as we just showed. They They have an elite safety, another elite safety in Ward who's playing nickel corner, which is weird. But either way, Yes, the 49ers have really good pass rushers outside of Armstead. However, they don't have run stuffers outside of Armstead. And Armstead right now, he is being missed up the middle in the run defense because Fred Warner is unable to keep clean. And they have been gashed in recent weeks in the run game. Fortunately for them, they've played the Rams twice who can't run the ball on anybody to save their lives. The Chiefs were able to run the ball, but they still don't commit to running the ball like a lot of teams. The Falcons, who did commit to running the ball, were able to do it at freaking will. So Armstead is is a big, big miss. Big but miss. hold on. The the Falcons also were 13 to 14 in the passing game. Like it my my thing with losing Mosley is the is the way D'Amico reacted to it. When he had Mosley and Traverius Ward, he was like, you know, I don't want to say. Uh, he he was like very aggressive. Yeah. I'm playing press man against everyone, and it worked. As soon as he lost Mosley, he's like, Ugh, I'm playing off. I'm playing conservative. I'm playing zone. Well, Mariota tore you apart, offensive player of the week. Mahomes tore you apart. Stafford, in the process of tearing you apart first half. And finally, D'Amico's like, why am I playing off? Like, Ben Skoranek, Allen Robinson, they're not going to burn me. True. But what happens when you go against a team with weapons? Are you going to play that soft coverage again? Because, I mean, if you're going to play soft zone, soft zone coverage, what's the point of having Traverius Ward? You're taking him out of his comfort zone. So I'd like to see how D'Amico reacts. Maybe he's going to – maybe Jason Verrett comes back. Maybe Jason – and they can go, go back to playing that, that style because that's what they need to do. Once you start playing off, there's so many quick, easy passes. You can negate the pass rush. You saw people scream the Niners to death. Like, come on, D'Amico. Take that, take that shit away. The the interesting thing though is that, and I talked about it last year, and I thought we would see a lot of press man last year, and then again this year. Every corner that they brought in in the last two years, whether through free agency or the draft, has been brought in. They are all press man guys, but they're not playing press man. In and fact, you can make an argument that Mosley, out of all of them, is probably the least adapted adapted he's, to playing press small. man. So he's to me. Small. I don't know, man. It's it's interesting. Ambry Thomas, I know, isn't great, but he played press man. Um, Lenore was a, a press man guy as well. In college. Obviously, in college. Various yeah. board. Barrett, it, it just doesn't make any sense to not play press man. Well, well D'Amico loses his nerve. If he, if he feels like he doesn't have the matchup advantage, he won't play it. But, okay, like the, the alternative is to just let Mariota complete 90% of his throws. Like, that's not an, that's not an alternative. You got to live and die with that. And this is what these players did in college. This is what they, what you brought them here to do. You can't all of a sudden lose your nerve and start playing off. I, yeah, that's a big I one agree. to me. Beyond Reasons ENT says, I really can't stand banana hands. It would be nice if we could run a system instead of relying on our game plan based on personnel. No more safety pick six, Jimmy G. I feel you, man. I feel that's you. That's a pick eight, sir. That's a pick eight, sir. Bobo0383 says, the way you describe Kyle kind of reminds me of Larry Brown. Larry Brown. Larry Brown was a really good basketball coach. Is that who he's talking about? Oh, yeah. Larry Brown's 
What are you talking about? Larry Brown's cool. He had the Pistons. Yeah, what are you talking about? Legendary. Uh, champion. I don't know about that. Uh, Trey Niner says Mosley was the biggest loss. When Mosley was in, they can't stack the box. To stop. Uh, they can they can stack the box to stop the run and don't have to worry about corners getting beat one-on-one. I mean, I just feel like D'Amico changed a lot when he lost to uh, Mosley. All of a sudden, his whole, I don't know. I think it was huge. It, but it's, but it, I, here, here's what we haven't seen. We've seen – no, did we – we saw Mosley play without Armstead playing at least for a week or two, I thought. We haven't seen Armstead without Mosley, so that's one thing that we haven't seen yet. Uh, PSR fan base wants you to do a show with Raj from RSF49ers. All right, man, well, tell him to DM me or, G, or like email me or something, man. Like Raj is cool as hell. I like that guy. Cool. Hey, tell him to hit me up. I'm in. I'm down. Jesse. Let's give like percentage probabilities on who's the starting quarterback for the Niners next year. Starting with Trey and then Jimmy and then like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Cousins. Come Kirk on. Cousins. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 85% Trey Lance. Four percent Jimmy Garoppolo. Two percent. Four percent Jimmy Garoppolo. Four percent. Okay, four percent. I'm gonna go ten percent Tom Brady, and one percent other. One percent other. Okay, I like that. I like that. Eighty-five <laughs> percent Trey Lance. I 85%. like that. I appreciate you feeling that way, um, but I just can't believe it. I I feel like. If Kyle Shanahan, let's say if Kyle Shanahan wins the Super Bowl this year, he could do that. He could do whatever the hell he wants. And frankly, it would be the right move. I mean, extending Jimmy Garoppolo because he wins the Super Bowl would be like the Ravens extending Joe Flacco because he won a Super Bowl. Like that was one of the worst things they ever did for their organization. It set him back yeah. a long time. Um, so, yeah, if they win the Super Bowl. Fine, you're you're no longer under the gun, so to speak, as a head coach. Do whatever you want to do. If you don't win the Super Bowl this year, and you get to come back in year seven without a championship ring, I still feel like there's even more pressure on Kyle. And once again, he can't trust the process and go through the growing pains. So I feel like there is a 55 percent chance that Tom Brady is the quarterback of this team next year. All he has to do is say, I want to play on your team. And I don't see how the Niners can say no to him again. But that's maybe I'm wrong. And I don't know that he will. I don't know that he will say, I want to play for the Niners. He might say, I'm done. Or I want to play for the Raiders because he'll make more money over there. And he could throw to Devontae Adams. And I mean, they have they have talent over there. So it's, it, I'm going to say 55% Brady. And huh, I'm going to say... 55% Brady, 30% Kirk Cousins. Oh, gosh. 10% Aaron Rodgers. 5% Trey Lance. 0% Jimmy Garoppolo. 0%, 0%, 0% Jimmy Garoppolo. That's bold. That's yeah. bold. I'd at least give him 4%. That's crazy. 0%. I'm going to push back on the Tom Brady thing real quick. Let me let me run you through my thinking because I've I've really put a lot of thought into this and the reason that I go 10% Tom Brady 
is because there are two scenarios in which they would say no to Tom Brady if he came knocking. Number one, you have a ton of egg on your face. Kyle Shanahan for saying that you wanted Trey Lance. He's your guy. And yet again, you're choosing another quarterback over him. You look stupid. That's number one. And you passed on Tom Brady once. And so if you don't this time, that's double stupid. I feel like his ego is big for that. Here's the second reason why I don't think that he comes. If they make a move like that, they're going to consult Trey Lance. You've got to imagine that there's a huge possibility that Trey Lance and his reps would say, I want out. If that's the case, get me out of here. Because if you listen to the way that he talked after the 2021 season, when he went on with Stats Guerrera, he was very adamant that the times he grew the most were the games that he played, not when he was sitting, and that he expects it to be his team in 2022. That was his expectation. So if that is the attitude he has, there's a chance that he says, I want out of here. And if that happens, we know that the 49ers are unwilling to trade somebody unless they get their fair value. See Jimmy Garoppolo. What are you going to get for Trey Lance? A fourth-round pick, a third, a second? They're not going to trade him for that. For those two reasons, I think it's not possible. Now, the reason I, I did get, leave it 10% open is that Kyle Shanahan has talked about not making the same mistake twice and learning from his mistakes. Also, if you get Tom Brady through 2023, guess what? Even if Trey Lance doesn't work out and you spent all those picks on him, you got a full stack deck of new picks coming to you in 2024. That is the reason why Tom Brady could be an option in 2023. Yeah. I mean, I think he's probably going to be the quarterback of this team next year. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I don't think that Trey Lance has enough pull in the league to request a trade. Like, who? who I'm sorry. I like Trey Lance. Like, who are you, man? They bring in Tom Brady, and you're going to say, I want out. It doesn't out. matter like, about pull. It, it really, that, that has nothing not to do with it. You still it's not can request happen. a trade. He's not going to do it. I don't think he will. I think he'll say all the right things. I'm so happy to learn from Tom Brady. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I just can't wait to meet. That's what I think. Maybe I'm wrong. But I look, it, there are reasons to to not like the idea of signing Tom Brady. I didn't like the idea of trading for Christian McCaffrey. If they sign Tom Brady in the offseason, they will be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl in Vegas. End of story. And it doesn't mean they'll win the Super Bowl. But they will be the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl if they get Tom Brady. So, if you win the Super Bowl next year with Brady, who cares about your future? You got a Super Bowl. I don't disagree with that. But if you don't, and now you're going into year four with Trey Lance, yep. who knows what you've done to— I'm not saying what they should do. Yeah, I'm just saying what they will do. This is probability, right? I It is. And I'm on record of saying— Many, many weeks ago, when people were dancing on the grave of Tom Brady, I live in Tampa Bay. I watch every single one of his throws. That man is not washed. And I said this Saturday night, and then now, Sunday, after that comeback win, everybody's like, oh, well, I mean, Tom Brady, he's not washed. He's Okay, we're you guys weren't on board with me when I made that video on Saturday night. <laughs> Who's more washed, Brady or Rodgers? I don't think either are washed, to be real with you. I think Rodgers is more I washed than Brady. I would rather have Brady, though. I'd rather have Brady. Here's my thing with Rodgers. Rodgers never um, adjusts his play to the game situation. He plays exactly the same 
no matter if he's up two scores or down two scores. So he always comes away from a game, usually comes away from a game with a good quarterback rating, but he's not the guy that puts together that uh, game-winning drive at the end. Like Brady, does. Brady can play poorly for an entire game and then be clutch. I feel like Aaron Aaron Rodgers will straight up quit on games. Like, hey man, my quarterback, I don't. He's a front-running quitter. I don't like him at all. And what I like about Patrick Mahomes, I was watching him. He's a lot like Aaron Rodgers, bigger, faster, stronger. But similar arm, but he will not quit. The will to win for Patrick Mahomes is way different than it is for Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen in person, ever, ever. He is a better player, quarterback, athlete than Brady, Manning, Breeze, Rodgers. Uh, I don't know how we got on this topic, but that's how I feel. Well, the thing with Rodgers is that, I mean, he's the type of guy in the offseason that wouldn't spend time with his rookie receivers. Tom Brady will literally lose his family to play football. And I, it sounds messed up, but that's that's the Rogers, reality he has. Football is everything to him. Rodgers doesn't even have a family to lose, and it's like, what are you doing in the offseason, buddy? <laughs> right. He's he's like, you know what he is? It's so funny when you have kids and you hear somebody who doesn't have kids talk about how tired they are. That's Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's like, <laughs> bro, like I literally like gave my kids up to play this game, and like you don't even have kids. Why why aren't you dedicated? Steve M says Brady. Why not sixty one year old Steve Young? Because Brady's still really, Brady's still better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's put it that way. Of course he is. Dave Barclay says, also still don't understand Jimmy fans. It's like they see him through rose-colored glasses. He's a middle to bottom of the pack quarterback. Hope it's Trey. We'll take Brady for sure. Can't imagine it'd be bad for Trey to learn from him. Yeah, and I think if, if you would sign Brady at 46, it's a year-to-year thing. Would you give him a three-year deal to play till he's 49? I couldn't imagine. Couldn't imagine. But maybe that's part of the negotiation. Jamal. Jamal Armstrong says, I think we know Tom to be a man that can hold a grudge, especially competitively. So them turning him down once, I can see him wanting to stick it to us until he retires. What do you think? I think that's absolutely possible. possible. That he could flirt with the Niners and be like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to the Raiders. Thank you very much. I see it happening. It's true. I, I could see a Raider. I could see retirement. The Raiders, Patriots, Titans, all those teams in his future. Bobo says Larry never trusted rookies. And Kyle mistrust reminds me of the way Larry used LeBron, Wade, and Melo during the 04 Olympics. Sorry, random thought. Yeah, that was I can see what you mean when yeah, you put absolutely. it that way. I thank you for the clarification. Thank you. California Bear says, I want a new head coach, so I'm uh, I'm so sick of Kyle. He just draws up plays and doesn't develop. Anyone I watched Mike Vrabel's rookie minicamp, boy, that's a head coach. I feel you, man. Let's see, let's 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 give this guy this the, the benefit of the doubt and let him finish the season though. He just, he yeah, just won a game. Where I disagree. I, he, okay, we look at Kyle Shanahan like he's supposed to be this offensive genius, and he's been anything but that. However, his development of players, I think, has been really, really good. That's just me personally. Not quarterbacks, though. No, the quarterback's atrocious, but players <laughs> in general, good. <laughs> Hope it's Trey, Justin Fields, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. They all turned, at, uh, turned it on after about 20 starts. Quit the de- delay. Let's go, Trey. Matthew Sanders. Yep, and that's what really sucks about the last two years. Let's play the over-under game because it's time for me to make up some ground. I'm losing this season. Yeah. Do you want me – do you – You know, let's make it fair. I'll go first on these, and then you can – It doesn't it. matter. I, I don't I don't listen to you. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I make bad picks on my own, baby. You kidding? All right, let's go. I'm going first. All right. CMC, over or under 22.5 touches. Keep in mind he had 27 last game, which tied a season high for him. <clears throat> over. 
Because everyone told Kyle not to. He was going to be like, what? <laughs> watch oh, what? me. what? 35. Got you. Oh, I, sh- I should not? Oh, okay. Watch me do that. Over. Troll. I got to go under. With Elijah Mitchell coming back, Debo coming back, there's no way. Over. No Over. way. <laughs> okay. And you know what? I will say this, Grant. I've had people message me. I wasn't sure about the over-under game. We talked about this, right? I was it's a great like, game. Hey, Such a good game. I love it. I have people messaging me, telling me their record of the over-under game and how they're <laughs> whooping both of us. So I thank you. You gave me confirmation that we should continue it. So I love I this game. It's fun. Keeping track as well. Okay. Yeah. Debo over or under eight and a half touches this week? Under. He's coming off an injury. The nine's going to slow play him. Under. Yeah, right. They're going to throw him to the wolves. He's going to get 30 touches. <laughs> I actually agree with you. I'm going to go under as well. <laughs> but it would be a confidence. Actually, you make a good point. I kind of want to change my answer. No, you're right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Iuke over or under 65 and a half yards receiving? Over. I would hate to think they would take the ball away from him. He's killing it right now. Over. She's really good. He's drawing <laughs> every number one corner too. It's incredible. It's true. Yep. He and yep. not only that, but it came out today that he's mentoring Gray on the side too and walking him through about how he was in the doghouse and trying to get him through that scenario. I I I said in the offseason, I thought Ayuk should be a captain. And I stand by that. He should have been a captain. He is I so much more of a that. captain uh, as a mindset than Debo. Debo's not a captain. Yeah. Which is okay. Debo's a, Debo's Han Solo. He's doing his thing. You don't but, have to be a captain. There's plenty of good leaders on the team. You don't have to give him a captain's patch because he's one of the better players. Like, give it to the guys that are actually good. Le- I think Ayuk's a really good leader. Did you say George cabbage patch or captain's patch? Sorry. Ca- captain's what? patch. You say cabbage patch? Cabbage, cabbage patch. Okay. <laughs> Fitzpatrick? Sorry. It's patch? Okay. Uh, okay. All right. Kittle over or under four and a half catches. He was under last game. Over, over, over. I, I don't think Debo's going to just have this great game coming off a two-week layoff. I feel like you got to lean on the people who are, like, in football shape. So, over? They're going to run the ball, like, 50 times this game. <laughs> Kittle, four and a half catches. I'm going to go under. I think he gets four catches. All right. Over or under 23 and a half offensive points scored this week? Over, man. Over. 23 and a half? I'm thinking over. They have a lot of talent, and Seattle scored 37 on this team. I'm hoping they can get to, like, 27. 27. Is that too much to ask? 27 points against a terrible defense? No, it's it's not. And they have the influx of talent. But you look at what they're scoring as an offensive right now, it's like, we we just did this not too long ago. It was like 17 points a game or something. It's insanely low. Yeah. 23 and a half would be almost a touchdown more than what they're averaging per game. Uh, I'll pick go over. Oh, I'll pick the under. <laughs> I'm going to go over. All right. Okay. Let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Over or under 260.5 passing yards given up this week? Under. Uh, no Mike Williams, maybe Keenan Allen plays. Who's he going to throw to? Austin Eckler for 260 yards? Under. Yeah, he's lost all of his weapons, man. That sucks. There's nothing there, <laughs> man. sucks for them. <laughs> Sorry, Justin. Sorry, bud. Yeah. 
There's no All speed right. on that offense. It's a lot like the Rams. It's a lot like the Rams. It's a slow-ass offense. I mean, at least they got a running back. Yeah, they do. He's been throwing. He's been having a lot of games where he throws like fifty times for like two hundred and seventy yards. So fair. He's it's taken a lot of throws to get even up near three hundred for him because he just doesn't have the weapons right now. He can't even. He can't push the ball down the field because there's nobody to push the ball down the field too. Mm. I gotta agree. There, there's no way they give up over two sixty point five. No way. Okay. okay. This is this has been this next one has really been crushing both of us on on a given week. And I keep the same number, and every week we we keep taking the bait, and we keep being wrong. Over or under two and a half sacks. Over. <laughs> over. Come on, I would think over, man. I know the Niners keep getting screened to death, but hopefully, if D'Amico stops calling that weak ass soft coverage, they'll get back to getting coverage sacks and stuff. Over. If you play nine yards off, the quarterback can just catch the ball and throw quick passes and the, the sacks won't come if you play press man at least the quarterback has to like hold it for a second and a half you give drake jackson and debo i mean nick Bosa a chance come on demico it's your fault i'm blaming you mm. over i i mean, i trust under. you demico oh wow going under here here's the thing here's the reason i'm going under so they don't have most of their weapons playing. They know that they're not going to be able to push the ball down the field. What what has everybody else done to slow down the pass rush? They've screened the 49ers to death. They've to played death. around the line of scrimmage horizontally. I got to imagine that they're going to do something similar. By the way, their offense comes from the Rams, so maybe they're going to do a similar game. And their best players are running back, so that's a good point. <sighs> All right. Do you want to read that one, or do you want me to go through these last no no, no go ahead go ahead go ahead right. go ahead over or under 90.5 rushing yards given up by the 49ers defense over i'm gonna say over here because no armstead most likely no kinlaw i don't even know about ebucom and austin eckler is a very good running back and what else are they gonna do <laughs> on offense so yeah i'm gonna say over this one's close, and Herbert actually does not run the ball a ton. He can, but he doesn't. Um, hmm. I'm going to go over as well. That one's close. I'm going to go over. Cause, yeah, because I picked the right one. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> See, I told you I would have gone first. You see what he does? Look at this, chat. I give him the option before the game. For me to go first. No, no, no. I, I can pick terrible picks on my own. And now he's blaming me for go. Come on, That's right. Man. Just picking all my picks because you know I'm so smart. I'm great <laughs> at this game. All right. Last one. Over or under 0.5 forced turnovers by the 49ers defense. Over. I don't know Weird. why. I'm saying over. I, I, I have a positive feeling about the Niners coming off a bye week against his team. I think they should really... Make a statement in this game. I don't think beating the Rams is a statement. They felt like it was. This is a statement. Go beat a team in a different conference in a different division that you don't know because you haven't done that yet this year. You haven't beaten any AFC teams this year. Beat them. I think yeah, they will. We heard this last year versus the Colts, and we saw what happened. Um, but no, I, I do think the 49ers win the game. I do not think they get the turnover on defense. Maybe a special teams one. Here's why. Justin Herbert. 
turnover-worthy plays this year. He is wow. not putting the ball in harm's way at all this season. Yeah, but he, isn't, he hasn't met Talanoa Hafunga yet. That's true. That's true. He has not. No, that's a good point. <laughs> true. True. <laughs> Keith Murphy says that's record prediction look. over under seven wins. Over under seven wins. I'm saying under. Let's do a 6.5. Yeah, over under 6.5. 6. I'm saying under. I would say push. Oh, gosh. I just went through the schedule. You said 7-2? and two? I did, but... Much it's possible. Them to be 12 and five Seattle and like, Miami? Oh, maybe 11 and six. I know, no, I actually had them beat in Miami losing to Tampa. Oh, because you're a Tampa homer. It's okay. I, I am. Yeah, I'm a Tampa It's player. okay. I'm going to go over, though. I'm going to say seven wins. All right. I'm going to say under. Dustin the Gale says, if Trey comes back next year, which I hope, do you think he should play every snap of the preseason, passing only to help catch up? I mean, idea. it's not a bad idea. I don't think he should be playing with backups, but yeah, it couldn't hurt. Keith Murphy says, I watched Debo lead us out of the tunnel and set the tone every playoff game and deliver. Why is he not a captain? Well, did you see what happened this all offseason? Have you seen him recently? Here's the thing is there are different ways to lead. I understand that. And I've many times I've said this man leaves it all on the field. It pissed me off watching Jimmy G go to a press conference in the Tennessee Titans game smile his ass off after completely being the reason they lost and watching Debo cramping up at the end of that game, trying to do everything he can to win. I do think he's more of a leader by example on the field. However, I don't necessarily, I haven't seen, I'm not saying he's not a vocal leader, but I haven't seen that. I, you time and time again, this off season, when they had that little event, who did they have there? They had Brandon Ayuk there. That Brandon Ayuk, went through that whole doghouse scenario. He has been helping. He was here when Debo wasn't helping all these receivers come from outside the team, learn the plays. And now Danny Gray, he's mentoring him. I don't know. I just, I think, and by the way, guess who was with Trey all off season? Brandon Ayuk. So, yeah. I mean, I don't see how you can request a trade off a team and then try to be a captain. It doesn't work that way. Dave says, uh, 36, 21 Niners win. And I'm not confident. Kyle, I think, 27-17. With two defensive interceptions. I feel it. Christian says, uh, been watching since the 2018 offseason. Hold on. I got DoorDash. <laughs> Door. do, 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 do. I wonder if he can hear this. Probably not. God, that looks like an intense DoorDash call. What do you think he ordered? Calamari. Lasagna, chicken strips. What do you guys think? Put it in the chat. What do you think he ordered? And then we'll ask him when he gets back. It's probably a cheeseburger, huh? It's a cheeseburger. He ordered a cheeseburger. Pizza, Chipotle. Okay. Oh, enchiladas. I like it. Definitely. It's the DoorDasher. She acts like she can't see. She doesn't know where my house is. I'm like, it's. What did you order? We just. The chat was putting men bets on what they thought you ordered. It was, uh, it was, uh, I want, it's limon, which is like, uh, I want to say Peruvian chicken. It's hella good. I, I want to say it's Peruvian. I, I got to get her. She's not going to leave my fo- food out there. Yeah, Christian says, I've been watching since 2018 offseason and donated probably over five bands and hours watching since. Just wanted to say I enjoyed watching you grow from having a handful of viewers in national coverage. Keep it up. Thank you, Christian. That was really nice of you. Thank you. That's super nice of him. Matthew says, Herbert played at Oregon and probably has met Huff. True. True. Ezio says Chargers, Cardinals, two times, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, and Raiders are remaining opponents. 7-2 should be our record. 6-3 at minimum. 
Agreed. I'm always picking the minimum now. Chinese food tonight. No, I think it's Peruvian. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Peruvian. Anyway, I got to go get her. Otherwise, I'm not going to get any food. Should McKivitz or Dan? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. All of them. Right guard, do that at right tackle. I'm out. Right. He's out of here. Come over to Last Second Sports. We're going to do a show in eh, about eight minutes. Love it. Do it. See you guys.